All right, guys, welcome back to Sick Folks of Cinema. Woo! As always, are my two co-hosts, uh, Stina and Stefan. But we have a special guest co-host today, and that is Sally Mullins of Camp Blood 8 fame. Uh, sadly, Heather is out today with a broken laptop. Okay, so it's it's fine. She's she's healthy. It's fine. Um, and <laughs> this is uh, lucky episode thirteen, guys. So careful. Oh yes. Um, go hug a black cat. I don't know. Um, <laughs> so let's go around the horn and talk about what we've been up to, what we've been watching. Why don't we start with our lovely uh, newbie, Sally Mullins? What have you been up to, Sally? What have you been watching? Uh, last night, I watched um, A Promising Young Woman. Now, I wasn't going to watch it because it cost $19.99, but I texted an ex-sugar daddy and was like, what the fuck is going on with this? You know, and he immediately PayPal'd me $20 because he wanted me to watch it. <laughs> so I went ahead and I bought it through YouTube and I viewed that last night and I got a little tipsy and it's very good and I enjoyed myself. Was it worth the $20? It was worth $20. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> yeah, it was very good. Um, yeah, it is worth $20. I mean, I think that's a little rookie because I'm here alone in quarantine ish and it would cost me less than twenty dollars to go to a movie theater and see it so it's almost like come on i'm not over here with you know my girls i mean i'm super careful so uh it was it was really good i mean it's you get a lot of bang for your buck in that movie it is almost two hours long and it's just a quality movie you know a lot of twists good dialogue great performances oh uh, Sally, by the way, I recently I did a set and I mentioned, uh, I think, just the topic of going to the movies. And I immediately felt like an old person because like, hey, remember that from years ago, going to the movies? It doesn't exist anymore. Yep. The date nights are getting harder and harder to come by, <laughs> especially at my age. Yeah, I remember having to split a date where it was like, I'll buy the tickets if you buy the popcorn and the soda, because it would be about the same amount, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's so sad. You know, honestly, there was this guy a couple of years ago, Stina, who I met off a dating site and I knew he was broke. So I does like a $2 movie in North Hollywood. And we went to that two movie and I said something about popcorn, maybe dropped a hint and he goes, oh, my budget right now doesn't work for popcorn. <gasps> Uh, when your wow. budget doesn't work for popcorn mm -mm. Oof. yep it's pretty bad when you don't get laid by me yeah. <laughs> your budget doesn't work for getting pussy tonight so yeah yeah that's what that's what chris oliver chris oliver actually wrote a joke about it and i think chris porter too Mm -hmm. two of my chris friends they had the same punchline no popcorn no pussy <laughs> honestly and Sally, it's true who knows the, who knows how many guys are writing that joke right now about <laughs> just buy the popcorn damn it <laughs> uh, now sally you've been in a number of horror films correct yeah all right we're gonna pick your brain a little bit today uh 
if you don't mind, because we're like fascinated with. Uh, Good luck with that. You got to find it first. Whatever's left. <laughs> we're going to pick over. It's like a buffet, like, a, you know, like an hour. Like, whatever you got to get a little bit, a little bit of what you yeah. want, you know. <laughs> salad, a little bit of salad and some stale bread. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we'll move around uh, to Stefan. Uh, Stefan, yes, what have you been up to? What have you been watching this week? Uh, I watched Stephen King's uh, son's uh, TV show on Shudder uh, called Nosferatu. Uh, oh, how was that? It was actually really good. It's definitely uh, creatively different as far as like a vampire uh, telepath kind of thing. It You know, it's mm. got like a, if you were to say like what, you know, of the books that his father wrote what does it remind you of it's like a nosferatu mixed with like maybe like something similar to like dead zone firestarter kind of a little bit okay yeah, it's okay. Got, you know where there's so stuff like that kind of involved it's more of like um instead of being like a uh an ed wood where it's like behind the scenes of like horror movies it's more of like like in the story well more it's of like a penny dreadful there's like, like a there's story kind of there's like a guy he's basically like he's Nosferatu and uh he has a car and the car in order for him to stay young this doesn't spoil anything it's in the trailer uh he has to convince kids the car (laughs) oh yeah this is it's crazy shit it's really dark as fuck and then to go to Christmas land yeah it's crazy dude oh yeah and he has to convince a human uh, with a promise in order for them to help him too because if you know uh, they have to get in the car for the car to consume their soul for him to stay youthful it's cr- it's pretty crazy it, this is that plays story. along vampire narrative because i mean one of the basic things is you always have to invite a vampire into your house oh they yeah never come into your space without you inviting them oh yeah and then the other one that i watched that was pretty crazy is called songbird which is produced by michael bay not made by michael bay so we have some potential um <laughs> and that one is uh, that one is actually relevant with what's you know the shit going on today because that's actually about covid 23 and then the people being trapped in a four-year lockdown mm-hmm wow it's fucking it's dude it's crazy please was this movie made uh it just came out actually like maybe like two a month and a half ago two months ago it's called songbird songbird check that one out you can rent that that's cheaper than 20 (laughs) dollars. i mean we could totally be looking at that people like the rest of our fucking lives could be like one lockdown after another Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. especially, yeah. especially if half the other population uh, wants to still get COVID, doesn't believe it exists, and not, never wants to get anything to fight it off. Yeah, but exactly. I'm just, yeah, but I'm talking about, yeah, COVID yeah. twenty and COVID twenty one, like new things all upon us again. Oh well, yeah, I somebody I how many something. Strains, I don't know how many strains are out there. Um, There's a lot. Well, they were just. I I read an article where they were saying that like this new strain that avoids the antibodies that was first found in like uh, South Africa. South Africa, yeah. It was found in like Wyoming or like one of Uh, those like random states with. Yeah, it's here, and there was no like travel. There was no nothing. It just kind of like evolved. Because we've let it fester for so long, it was like, oh hey, we're gonna reinvent ourselves, you know. Uh, and we're Wyoming gonna- of all <laughs> places too. Yeah, exactly. It's very scary. And then uh, did like a quick little thing. I watched uh, Bone Collector again and kissed the girls. 
And I, I watched those in order to get ready for the new Denzel Washington, Jared Leto, Rami Malek uh, thriller suspense horror flick that's on HBO Max right now called The Little Things. Mm-hmm. Ooh. And, I didn't uh, know Rami Malek was in that. I oh, yeah. love it. It was good. It's different. If and, and I know that's the thing Keith looks for too. It's not it's not a typical thriller suspense horror kind of thing. It definitely goes in a direct I won't spoil it, but it definitely goes in a direction that a lot of them definitely don't. Mm. I'll say that much. Um, you know. I remember one of the first uh the first movies that I saw in theaters, like this is with a bunch of other movies, but one of the first movies that I saw in theaters that actually really scared me was The Bone Collector. Oh, great. With yeah, Denzel. Oh, yeah, that was a good flick. Oh, that scared me to pieces. I just, uh... used to call my ex that, The Bone Collector, because he was really just in the skinny girls. Yeah, that's really what he wanted. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I used to, then... I used to joke because, like, like I, I don't, I've never liked skinny girls, uh, you know. Kimberly's got Excuse a, me. Kimberly's got a nice <laughs> big backyard. Um, yeah, it's just like fucking a box of chopsticks. It's just too like it's too pointy. Yeah, that's a little too much. Yeah, bone clanging action. <laughs> I'm already skinny, so you could you just like right. the knocking, you know. After having sex with Keith Graber, I was black and blue. Oh, he yeah. beat you? No. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, like people like make fun of like big girls and skinny guys or vice versa or whatever. But that's the balance you need. That makes sense, you know. Survival, yeah. dude. Preach it, <laughs> preach it. <laughs> and then you know to wrap that up, I uh, I watched the uh, what is it? Martin Lawrence's new stand up doing the uh, doing time uncut, and then Chris Rock's re-released or as he calls it a remix. Uh, Chris Rock total blackout the Tambourine extended cut. So. Oh. Yeah, that's pretty cool. much it. That's all you had time for. No, there was other stuff on it, but I don't want to keep, I don't want to. <laughs> Stefan, by the way, Sally, Stefan always has this laundry list of things that he watches. Yeah, I'm convinced he has a time turner and he just manipulates time to fit into what he watches every week because it's like a crazy yeah, amount of shit. The time machine. He watches it. Every, home, Dad. Yeah, I think he watches on like at least uh, 1.5 speed, you know, and just. <laughs> <laughs> There's no way you can, you can. You have this time uh, about stuffing. <laughs> well um, you know my, my dog is insane man you know he smoked little little, little uh, devil's lettuce you know and then uh the movies are just i mean i already i already love the movies but a little bit of the you know devil's lettuce and you know gives you a whole off. different perspective that's right yep. yeah I, I i got i went down a rabbit hole last night and uh kimberly was like <gasps> Were you up at 4 a.m. writing st- stuff on a piece of paper in the dark? And I was like, yeah, I thought of course of- you were. Of course you were. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Stina, let's go to you. What have you been up to? What have you been watching? Oh, man. So we're still on this journey of Ed watching all of the American uh you know, horror, story. horror stories. <laughs> and we just finished a Freak Show. Mm-hmm. So we finished Freak Show. And he liked that one a lot. That's one of my favorites. I always love Freak Show. The reason that he liked Freak Show, I think, which was kind of different from all the other seasons, was because there wasn't a huge, like, supernatural presence Mm. in it. And that's what he really liked about it, was that it was about real people and real issues. 
Mm. Like there was a mm. tiny, there was a, like a tiny, tiny little thing, like a tiny little supernatural element that comes in, but it's mostly about human issues. And that's what he, I think he really liked about it. Uh, to answer your question, Stefan, last week when you said what was his favorite so mm. far yeah. was I think his, he said his favorite so far has been Murder House. Okay. Murder House has been his favorite. His least favorite was Coven so far mm. and i agree i didn't really like coven yeah. but we decided to take a break from that because <laughs> we've been just binging american horror story yeah. and, you, know, my, um, you know my theory on that is the what's your favorite season of american horror story the first half of any season i think they they always <laughs> On the <laughs> that's not true that's not true you haven't you have your season i'm a firm believer in that because i have <laughs> my favorite seasons have kept me along the entire way and i will say that my favorite seasons have been um i was my favorite season of all time is apocalypse that one is I will watch that over and over and over again. And it's great from start to finish. And also cult was a really, really good one because in like when it was put out is very relatable. Mm. It was very relatable and it was really good from start to finish. And also because I love Lady Gaga so much hotel. And I also love serial killers. Like serial killers are one of my, I love I hear there's any, any documentary. Did you watch the new Night Stalker documentary? That was not another one I watched. Yeah. Oh. Uh, not yet. I love I love me some Richard Ramirez because he is a sick individual. And I think it's Netflix. so fascinating. But I, I saw I saw some comments about it and they were like, oh my God, like I knew Richard Ramirez like existed, but I didn't realize how sick he was as an individual. And he needs a movie. He's dude. a fucking serial killer. He was one yeah. of the most prominent serial killers oh, of time, our yeah. like of our time. How did you not think that he could get sicker and sicker? I don't know. It just blows there, my mind. Um, there are some really beautiful shots of Monterey Park in the 80s in that I haven't watched it. <laughs> I, I, I had to I had to back off the murder rabbit hole at some point in quarantine. But there are beautiful shots of Monterey Park. Uh-huh. And if you guys want a uh, about 12 year old Richard Ramirez documentary on YouTube. There's this woman and she's a prosecutor or something. And she's like a little older than me. And she's like very formal. And she, she keeps saying really weird stuff on the documentary. She keeps saying stuff like, you can say what you want about the night stalker. He had a way with words. That's the thing with serial killers is like people like Jeffrey Dahmer and like they were all charming people because they didn't feel any emotions so they could manipulate people's emotions. Like that's their superpower was I cannot feel emotions, so I'm going to manipulate other people's emotions. And when I went to um, the uh, Museum of Death in Hollywood, and I saw, like, you can see they have a whole section for Richard Ramirez's, like, love letters that women wow. would send him. And like the yeah. shit that they would send him, even though he's done this heinous, like these heinous crimes. Like that's what I really loved about American Horror Story Hotel was they kind of, they they emphasized 
how charming he was, but they also put in how brutal and absolutely just he did not give a fuck you know hail satan that's that was his motto he was like you know i'm doing (laughs) this for the one lord and savior satan i'm doing (laughs) this for him (laughs) that's why i captured that really well in the documentary actually yeah that's why i i liked when you were like uh oh i love the serial killers like it just reminded me of there's there's fine people on both sides you know (laughs) (laughs) i think it's super fascinating i i i think it's it's super fascinating. He was handsome. <laughs> he was handsome. That was a whole Jeffrey Dahmer. I'd let him in. He didn't have to break <laughs> he had, in. He had a neat front yard, is what he had. <laughs> but He's I a watched good gardener. I watched him. Mm. We watched a freak show, and then Ed was like, "You know what? Let's take a break from freak show and from American Horror Story." And we started watching Breaking Bad because i've never seen breaking bad so we're on that journey and stefan let me tell you we're into season two and it's fucking great okay because i couldn't get through episode two (laughs) okay so did you watch uh sons of anarchy i met i met the main guy though I met the main guy. Tell me. He was, uh, me and my buddy were, yeah, we were uh, going to see a band called Suffocation and Origin. They had like, you have to go to the art show first, then you get a a crazy metal concert. Stop it. And we're at the liquor store, no bullshit, across the street. He comes out and my, and at that point, I didn't know who the fuck he was. I've seen the face, it was familiar, but my buddy Jacob, um, he knew who he was because he was a religious watcher. And we're hanging out with him and he's taking pictures and I meet him and stuff. And he's wondering why I'm not like excited to meet him. You could tell he's like, oh, you're not excited or something. He must have liked that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. yeah. And then a big ass Bronco. I don't know what they did to the Bronco. No roof. Fucking tons of chicks in there. And they stop at this light. They're about to turn. But one of the girls in the back recognizes. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And they all just fuck the car put it in park and shit and they're all just fucking heads out with a car behind them fucking yelling at this dude oh that that is a good looking man i will say charlie hunnam is oh he's not ugly he's a good looking man (laughs) no homo he's not ugly yeah he's cute yeah all right guys um he's would have liked him uh we'll 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 move along because uh we want to get to the the main feature film that we got to review but um real quick I'll talk a little bit about, uh, oh, I didn't introduce myself up front. My, my brain is mushed today from all the other stuff I've been doing. And what did you watch? <laughs> Aha, from uh, last night. But what the people out there Keith? know who I am. I'm Keith Graber. Um, and let's see. Okay, so what I've been watching, I did some uh, Tubi cruising is what I call it. <laughs> Tubi cruising. But I'm high. It's the best. And I'm like, what do I fucking got to lose? And I just flipped through Tubi. That's the best. And- I, I discovered what I have to lose is my time and my. <laughs> There's a few things like, okay, I, I saw like, I, I watched a little bit of like Final Days on Mars was one sci fi horror movie. I thought it would be good. I couldn't get, I just, I actually shut it down midway through. Is that the one with Lee Schreiber? Yeah. And, you know, that's okay. I, it just felt okay. derivative that's and like just chaotic, you know, and like it, they might as well just come out and then like, there's going to be a problem with all the stuff we have to turn on and off and we're all going to die. And there's a, uh, you know, it was just like too chaotic too. Um, I don't know. I just wasn't feeling it. Too chaotic and predictable. Yeah. And, and I then will. I started watching the 13th Friday, 
and that was i didn't realize how trashy that was um but I, okay i'll tell you what this i have is been, a common symptom on tubi you yeah. never know how tragic the movie's gonna be tubi, we love you tubi uh we want some sponsorship we'll talk less trash once we get the sponsorship uh, we love you tubi um but what i have been watching and this has me this has me I don't know, riled up a little bit is, I don't know if you guys have seen Disenchantment. Um, yes. But I feel like, I'm not trying to be cute here, but Disenchantment is exactly what I feel when I'm watching this show. Um, <laughs> it's sort of like, well, go ahead, Sally. What is this show about? It's, it's, uh, it's the, from the creators of The Simpsons. And okay. uh, yeah, that's Matt okay. Groening, right? Yeah, yeah. so, so basically the, the premise is like, okay, the Simpsons were uh, modern day, Futurama was the future, and then Disenchantment is sort of the past. It's sort of like medieval times. Princess Bride. It's like Princess Bride. Simpsons yeah. means yeah. Princess Bride. If, if the Simpsons lived out the Princess Bride or something like that. Yeah. And I just feel <laughs> like... I just get so angry and there's so much to, to go through with that. But uh, I just feel like they're not, it's not that they got cocky. I think they got complacent. And they, mm. they, I think it, every time something is said, all the dialogue, all the jokes, all the, I just feel like there someone in a writer's room is like, well, we're the Simpsons creators. We could just say anything. Yeah. And we'll love it. You know? Uh, so the are, phone, you talking the phone about, are you talking about the newest season? Because I thought compared to like, season one and two were fabulous they were hilarious and they were good because they were trying it felt like season three they let it fall flat oh, so they phoned in season three basically it yeah it wasn't as i felt funny that way the from the very season. beginning and i felt what? like because because i like the i like the style and uh there's a lot the characters some of the characters are good the acting's good the voice acting is good um and people really like uh, Nat Faxon's great as Elfo. Um, what's his name? Eric Andre as as oh, he's uh, great as Lucy. Lucy. Awesome. I the, love the Lucy. Like a, a lot, the the acting is really well done. The voice acting, everything. But the it's just they're not given a good script, and it's like it's mm -hmm. The Simpsons minus the jokes. They're they're thinking mm. premise only is good enough for these people. We don't have to try because we've already established ourselves as The Simpsons. Nobody doesn't like it. We're just gonna fucking push this thing through, mm. and it's it's almost like they they wrote a script and then broke for lunch and never went back to the writers' room for everything. Like the jokes aren't refined. Yeah, I agree with you, but I actually liked season one and two. So when Disenchantment was coming back, I was super excited for season three. And then season three, I'm almost like we haven't even finished it because like we watch an episode and we're bored immediately. Mm. You know, it's, it, it doesn't have that same Futurama feel because it is like a Futurama, mm -hmm. but in the past, you know? Yeah. And, and that's what I liked about season one and two, but in season three, it's, it's kind of, it's kind of boring. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. I, like, I uh, <laughs> you know, you know, that, that, that rhythm that you get into when you're watching something, especially like Futurama, I thought it had a really brilliant rhythm of delivering jokes after, yeah. you know, whatever um, incidents the characters are involved in or whatever, you know, uh, setup is, is said, there's always a joke there that delivers and you feel like a, that accomplishment. And 
Mm. That happens, that setup happens in disenchantment. And then there's silence. Sometimes there's like that weird audible silence where you hear a little bit of hiss and you're like, did they take a joke out? Did they mute this? Like, what are they doing? They just <laughs> off the camera, nothing was said. And there's a little bit like, yep. you know, like that emptiness. And did I get like, is this edited differently? Like what, what cut is this? It's awful. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're They're right. Waiting because it's, for it. Yeah. It's almost like a comedian purposely putting a long pause after a bit yeah. because they expect the laugh. Like it's uh, a little, it's a little cocky. You so know? They were, they were edging you, uh, Keith, and yeah, they and I didn't got uh, give you a happy ending. <laughs> <laughs> I got edged. I didn't even enjoy it. Like it's almost uh -huh. like, if, like, okay, almost? so. If you're into edging, uh, for the folks at home, if you're into edging, watch all of Disenchantment, and then that's the edging, and then go and watch Futurama, and then that's where you're going to, like, and then you'll, that, you'll yeah. come, yes. You'll bust, yeah. yeah. So that's how you um, Oh, I was also going to throw in, I watched WandaVision. Oh, yeah. Which one, the new episode? I what? watched, uh, okay, so I watched the first, I, I watched the, the first three. three. Yeah, yeah the first three, and I really, I adored it. I thought the homage I don't think Keith to the would 50s, like it at all. Keith would not like I it. I thought at the all. homage to the 50s was really, really good. And then I loved the way that they transitioned into that like 70s Brady Bunch type yeah. of comedy. Oh, like, yeah. I thought Ashley Olsen kills in WandaVision. She was such an underappreciated actor, I feel like the in the MCU universe. You, you because that, she was so yeah. great. You know that Paul Bettany is uh, married to Jennifer Connelly, right? Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. that's actually uh, that that uh 50s nostalgia is a good segue into uh the movie we're reviewing for today, which is You're welcome, Mr. Keith. Fido. Um and correct me if I'm wrong. Wait, what? I'm sorry. What was the year on this? Was this 2013? That one? Um, I think so. Is this a dog movie? Kind of. Nearly, yeah. Dog zombies. Um, it's about a pet. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, they keep zombies as like pets and servants. Servants, yeah. Yeah, Fido is. It's a. That's so funny. The guy who called. I'm sorry about that phone call I didn't have my phone turned off is the guy who wears a hood you know that dude I know who sometimes wears a hood in life you know he he called so he's sort of a Fido you know <laughs> is it about those kinds of pet pet play pet play it's a, it's a okay so this is a 2006 Canadian zombie comedy film uh, yes and so imagine to me, I, I felt like I was feeling uh, zombie land vibes with a little bit of Pleasantville. And then honestly, there was a little bit of, there was a touch of like that Starship Troopers sort of not, you know, like there's an alternate reality kind of feel to it, you know? Yeah, there was definitely an alternate reality feel to it. I agree. Um, now, it was, this, here's the thing. Okay, Heather's out today, right? So... I'll play social justice warrior. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, you do have a reputation for that, according to some of my fans. I know, right? Uh, here's the thing. There was a couple moments where I, like, my brain oofed inside when it just felt like like the, the theme of slavery was just a little too, you know what I mean? A little too much there. I don't know. And then the 50s nostalgia didn't help. <laughs> 
<laughs> you know what I mean? Like it was a little, there was moments where I was like, oh, this is the optics on this are a little ugly, you know? Um, I don't know. I just felt mm. bad for the zombies, I guess. Oh, what, 2006? This is a period piece. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Back when I had yeah. my period. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> but it was it was it was a lot like that like there were times like I remember one of the moments that stuck out was when they were at the funeral Mm. and he asks his mom like the little boy asks his mom like are zombies people like are they alive are they people and she's like well yeah I guess so they're they're alive they're people that was a great civil rights moment (laughs) this movie sounds woke as fuck (laughs) yeah Uh, yeah the parallels just make you think of make your brain go to places that you know it's not if you go too far it's not funny anymore you know it's not cute anymore but I did like how silly this movie was and I liked how fun it was on par with the neighbor Keith the neighbor The, the pervy quag- neighbor with the, the cigarette. The quagmire and- neighbor. Oh, yeah. yeah. Is the opposite quagmire. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, quagmire. No, bi- no, no biting. <laughs> and I love the right? quagmire. Did that not have a little bit of a me too problem too? Like it felt like this, you know, it felt uh, out of touch with some of this. Yeah, that was bad. It's all, if, no if biting because she's all trying to. If I'm gonna be the house SJW for for the uh, for the duration, that's what. Seems I'm... like Army Hammer needs to watch this movie. No biting. <laughs> so uh, that's what I will say that was that I enjoyed about it. But uh, I don't know. I, I feel like it had a lot of problems, and starting with one thing that I really hated. Like I truly hated Uh-oh. it. it. Threw me Uh-oh. off the entire time was the score. I don't know if, how you guys feel about it, but the music was just it was too much. It too, it 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 sort of broke the fourth wall. You always were aware of what that, you know, the goofy hmm. So you think um, they were maybe using the music too much to kind of uh set the stage? Yeah, to, to sort of uh yeah, much? set the tone and and hmm. uh, almost prop up the the storyline. I don't know. It just felt I don't know. I was just always taken out of it by like, wait, mm. where's that music come from? Is that in the house? I don't uh-huh. know. Yeah. Were you waiting for a neighbor kid to be like, hey, Mr. Wilson? Yeah. <laughs> it set, I, I agree. It set the tone a little too much. It overset the tone. Yeah. Like, you know, in a Hallmark movie, how like the, the, the score will kind of like punctuate the, the corny, cute jokes that they make to each other you know that are not really funny like this isn't going to carry on a stage but <laughs> it's cute for a housewife is like you know whatever it, sorry I, is that a bad term i don't even know what's bad anymore without heather here we have no hr department yeah 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 <laughs> hey I'd, I'd, i'm looking for a housewife i have to steal you from ed <laughs> i feel like did this not feel like a little bit of a Christmas movie in a way? You know, it had that kind of. Yeah, it had vibe. like feel good vibe type yeah. going for it. It so. was. And that's that's kind of what I loved about it was they took a zombie premise and made it into a real like feel good kind of Hallmark movie. Like mm-hmm. I thought that was so clever yeah. that they took something that was very much like it, it had the feel of night of the living dead like you got that they're coming to get you barbara yeah, they're coming 
yeah they're coming <laughs> they it had that vibe but they took it in such like a sweet way mm-hmm. and i thought that was really clever that you can take a notion like that and make it really sweet and really cute mm-hmm. like i love like i love the whole notion that you know the kid named his zombie like yeah. that was like wild at the yeah. time yeah it's like a what a dennis the menace uh mm-hmm. what is it uh, the cleavers or uh I'm trying yeah. to think of the name of the uh that other show what was it leave it to beaver leave it to beaver leave yep. it to beaver so it has like a feel of that then you had zombies uh but yeah. more not rated r zombies pg-13 zombies yeah and it was it was a big thing that you know they got the zombie because you know no they were the only family on the block to not have a zombie so yeah, that's it became why a they status, got the yeah, it became zombie. a status thing for yeah if you didn't have any zombies yeah i will say this that uh so <laughs> zombie lore i feel like is always sort of loose and you know the rules are kind of i don't know uh sally let's let's ask you this have you been in in all the horror movies that you've been in have any of them been like zombie based are they themed around zombies uh, I'm trying to think of that. I I am interested in zombies. I feel like I'm just trying to remember because I've been in a lot of horror movies and I've also seen a lot of zombie movies. And don't think I have, unfortunately. But I'm a fan, a fan of zombie culture, so, somewhat. Yeah. Okay. So I when you think love of a to see a zombified Sally, I'm not gonna yeah. lie. I have some makeup. I have. Yeah, I do. I do have a get up for it. I should I, I'll show you guys sometime. I'll do it up. Um, when I was uh, in seventh grade, I walked down the street by myself to like an R rated movie, which was actually NC 17. It was just called zombie. And it was horrific. And I'm sure you guys know it. And I'm talking uh, 1980 or 1979. And they would it just Wednesday. let you yeah. hmm? Stefan watched it on Wednesday. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know which one she's. It's an Italian horror movie, right? Yeah. It's yeah. an Italian horror movie. Yeah. And it's, there's, there's, it's extremely graphic. <laughs> like they drag somebody's eye into like a, a, a piece, piece of wood. Of wood. Yeah. yeah. Like it's and disembowelment. And I was like, holy fuck, you know? And then you walk back to just phased, you know? But uh, I've always been a fan, um, but I don't know. I've not been in a movie probably because that's a little expensive with the makeup and you need too many extras and i'm in just such low budget films you're in just like (laughs) murder fantasy films just like hey vampire and yeah yeah just just killer yeah (laughs) um yeah because i feel like i feel like sometimes the rules or the uh description of what actually constitutes a zombie what they can do what kills them what their behaviors like, et cetera. There, you know, sometimes, uh, sometimes the definition changes, which is fine. But when it's not defined, and they're just like, "Well, fuck it, we're just going to move things around here." That always bugs me in a film, like when they don't define mm. physics. You know. Well, I know the as far as uh, rules for it, that the Godfather for that is George A. Romero, Night of the Living Dead, the original yep. Dawn of the Dead, Day of the mm-hmm. Dead, and all that. You know, shoot them in the head and they're dead. Type. You know. Mm-hmm. And yeah. they don't that, run. That does <laughs> they're slow. If you shoot them in the head, correct? Yeah. Yes. That's what that's what he started. And then other people were like, no, but they can run. Oh, you don't shoot them in the head. You gotta burn them. You gotta burn them. 
smoke. But then if you burn them, then, you know, smoke goes in the, in the, in the air and then, you know, the clouds and then it the rains virus. and then all the other dead people, well, yeah. yeah, they come back too. You know, <laughs> Keith, have you ever read uh, the zombie survival guide? Oh, no. Should I? If you're okay. So it's written by um, Mel Brooks, son. Yeah. Mel Brooks, son, Max Brooks. And he breaks it down. If you want to like break your illusion, like I remember reading that book and the one thing that stuck out to me was there is a chapter called you never have to reload your machete. And that's why in a zombie apocalypse, you should always carry a machete because a gun, you can run out of bullets, a crossbow, you can run out. Yeah, you can. You never have to reload a machete. That's the best option for killing zombies. And he breaks it down so scientifically. And he goes into the Hollywood zombies and like the voodoo zombies and like what's the best way to tackle a zombie apocalypse. And it's it's such a fun book, but it also like breaks that disillusionment. And it's it's really good. If you haven't read it, I highly suggest it. Yeah. It's he influ- such a he influenced the uh, he influenced well he also wrote the book, but he he influenced the World War Z movie. Yeah. The Red Pit one. Yep. I guess and I- that book in itself is really good as well. Yeah the well. book is way better. Yeah. Yeah it's yeah. way better. I, I think agree. In this movie I feel like I was there was a couple of things were convoluted and one being like maybe the zombies sort of abilities and capacity like okay so the the idea that they could be used as uh slaves your menial (laughs) okay fine (laughs) i'll I'll bite that's that's cool but then like what really here's a scene that bugged me when the kid was tied up spoiler alert for everyone out there uh this doesn't really (laughs) spoil but when the kid was tied up and fido goes home to get the mom um, because somehow he can make he, a pot roast, but he can't untie a granny knot. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> granny knot, right? <laughs> That's when you tie up grannies in the basement as a knot that they can't get through. Um, but like, <laughs> no, how do I get like, how do I get a zombie? Let's say I want my zombie, uh, assistant to tie knots on a ship. Like how, you know what I mean? Like what's going on here, guys? I don't know. And, and meanwhile, also, I know that seems trivial, but like, what is the one thing zombies are known for? Biting and, and eating brains. And the motherfucker can't chew through ropes? Like, come, you know, come on, dude. This, that was such a, an exhausting well, to watch. With- okay, with that scene, with that notion of like, can he chew through the ropes? He cared about the kid. Mm-hmm. So I think like Fido had the cognitive of like, if I bite, it's bad. So he didn't want to risk biting the kid. You know? a cute movie. This sounds like a cute family film. It is. It's a super cute movie. I, I love Fido. <laughs> it, it's really, my life. It, 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 it's, it's, you know. Sally, I can see you in like a, a poodle dress uh, on this, in this movie. Yeah. As like. 50's mom. She'd be the female version of uh, Mr. Theopolis. You know, she'd be the female quack. <laughs> uh, you'd have, yeah, no you'd biting. have a, a young zombie like on a leash, and he'd be like a young stud guy with no shirt on. Maybe, oh maybe, like, yeah, a mesh tank top. <laughs> I've had, I mean, I've had relationships with a lot of zombies. If you want to put quotes around it. You know? <laughs> <laughs> okay, I have a question for you guys. Mm-hmm. So in the movie. If you you have in the funeral scenes, you have 
you have a basically a head funeral. So you cut off the head and then you have a funeral for just the head. Yeah. So yeah. would you guys rather be a zombie or would you rather just go out and never come back? Oh, I'd rather just yeah. shoot me in the head, honestly. Are you saying would I rather would I rather die forever or be a zombie forever? Mm -hmm. uh, would you I, rather die forever or come back as a zombie? I don't and know have, what like, type of cognitive ability you have as the zombie. Like, what do you experience? Is it like being a vegetable I mean, in the hospital? It it's kind of like I mean, just observational on the movie. You yeah. would guess that you have like twenty five percent of your brain. Like yeah. it's very limited. It's very Look. like you know, Keith. Likes tea. <laughs> I don't. I don't want to bring down the room and bring up Terry Shivo, but uh, I will say, <laughs> kill me is the answer. Get the shot. Get the. Yeah, I'd, I'd rather just yeah, just give me the bullet to the brain. Yeah, and no thanks. That begs the question though. Then so would cremation not kill a zombie if the head wasn't removed? You know, like you start to get into this. Well, you kill the zombie. Like the if semantics. you kill the brain, then you kill the ghoul. You know, mm -hmm. that was George Arrow's kind of premise yeah. is you kill the brain, you kill the ghoul. Yeah. You know, you kill a person and their head is still attached to their brain. If you follow the Godfather's lore or his, you know, his rules, then yes. <laughs> yeah. Outside of those rules, then then it's just fucking chaos. There's no. Yeah, apparently, <laughs> no uh, 22 caliber is all that it takes to go through. Um, <coughs> um I don't know. And, and another thing that bugged me about this film is, don't get me wrong. Okay, so Billy, I'm going to go down my list. You know I will. Uh, <laughs> and, and I know you have a list. I know we you all have know a you list. have a list. Steve. I took notes. Well, you guys don't do that. <laughs> no, I, do, I do little, I do little, you know, a little bullets for. Yeah, know. when do you have time to do that? You're too busy watching movie after movie That's stuff. True. But... That's true. That's true. That's true. Okay. He has an Alexa. You caught me. Yeah. <laughs> no, you know what? <laughs> Stefan's probably like, Alexa, watch Fido and take notes. <laughs> uh -huh. <Jeez. laughs> no, I, I, I was shocked because I thought it was only on Tubi. It's actually on Amazon Prime. So if you oh, have yeah. Amazon Prime as well, it's it's on there. No commercials. Nice. Oh, nice. So, okay. Billy Connolly was good in this, and and don't I love Billy Connolly. Still walk in the park just because there's no speaking, there's no dialogue. It doesn't. That's not an easy role. Um, Boondock Saints. Mm -hmm. But I still walked away feeling like it's a waste of Billy Connolly, right? Should, would there? It would it have been better if there were some like uh, flashbacks or something like that to get Billy Connolly like actually involved? Oh, his his pre zombie stuff. Yeah, like thinking mm. about like him before he was um, you some Billy Connolly because I felt like we were like, yeah. oh wait a minute, that was Billy Connolly, you know? Yeah, so like you wanted the yeah. glimpse of like, yeah, how huh. did his previous life affect him as a zombie? Now, well, they, didn't they hint at it? It was a heart attack or something. Yeah, yeah, but he didn't yeah, act the, it out in that in a mm. flashback as a person. <laughs> yeah, the kid. Like, the only thing. Yeah, the only thing that you got from Billy Connolly's character as Fido was he had a heart attack. Like smoking, mm, that was yeah. it, yeah. which is enough for like any man in the 19th. Oh, and he liked married women, yes. Yeah, Sally, <laughs> Sally, uh, are you a Billy Connolly fan? Um, I've not seen enough of his work to be honest, can't say. Uh, he's probably got a really good physicality for that. He's a pretty big guy, right? Yeah, he's a big dude, yeah. Uh, he's funny, and every you know, all the acting I've ever seen him. 
He's in Boondock Saints. Boondock Saints is pretty good. Never seen it. There's so much I've seen. You might like um, that. So they'll never catch pretty, up. Pretty with violent. Seven, so yeah, uh, pretty violent. It's you like it's yeah, violent, it's, but yeah, it's, it's fun. It's the fun violent. Like if you if you want to have like a ooh, these boys are cute. They're doing violent things. For oh, the I can handle stuff justice. like that. Yeah, yeah I can a, handle stuff yeah. like yeah. that. It's yeah. good. Boondock Saints is good. He's like probably Boondock. like too old for me to really pursue. <laughs> you know, Norman Reedus. Norman, do you like Norman Reedus, Sally? Who? Norman Reedus. He's the he plays um Daryl. Yeah, he plays Daryl in The Walking Dead. Ugh, I think what else heart. he's in. <laughs> he's in a lot of stuff. I, I like uh Andrew Lincoln. Yeah, he's in a lot he's in a lot of stuff too. That, he's that from actor. Northern England, which is cool. Andrew Lincoln is. And my green card husband, he said he wanted to die and get reborn into another life so he could watch Walking Dead all over again from the start. Oh. That's how I feel about reading the Harry Potter. Really? Like I wish I could just obliviate my my own memory oh, of that and just obliviosis. Read it. That's so cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So are you guys ready to give this a star rating? Sure. Yes. Um, so Stina, let's start with you because they say always leave with a compliment. I know you're gonna give this the best rating. <laughs> <laughs> I thought this movie, it was fun, it was cute, it was charming, and I really liked the twist that they got, like, that they took with the zombies. Was it the best film? No, there were plot holes that I wish they would have filled, so I'm going to give it a solid three and a half stars, because I do love this movie. Very generous. Oh, Um, yes, very generous. Stefan? Stefan? This is like a gateway zombie film, if you will, almost like gateway porn. (laughs) um so you know it's uh it's gonna it's gonna edge you but not let you you know uh yeah um you know it's it's uh you can you can show some of it to the kids some of it not all of it (laughs) um i I mean i recommend it for what would i mean my buddies call a once over you know just watch it once and you don't watch it again um I give it like uh, maybe like two. No, I give I give it three. I give it three. Out of how many are you guys giving? Out of five? Out of five. five. Yeah. I'd give, gotcha. it a, I'd give it okay. a three. I give it a three. Yeah. Uh, Sally, do you feel like you could give it a star rating, or you haven't seen enough? I could tell you, like from what I'm hearing, I'm not going to watch it because <laughs> yeah because i'm hearing like it's sort of i don't go for tweeners you know what i'm saying i either like it scary or silly and the whole like horror you know what i hated uh buffy i hated buffy i could never get into it and it was all downhill from there and i've been i've been i've i never even really watched anything until quarantine so I'm not going to, this is not going to make my, my fucking, you yeah. know, my, my playlist. Yeah. Okay. Nope. Uh, <laughs> I, I like it. <laughs> okay. So I, I, it, this is hard. I, I did enjoy the fun vibe. I, I liked, I, I don't mean to sound like a dick, but I think what I would say about this movie is nice try. Um, and I mean that in a good way. Like they, they went for the zombie land comedy aspect but I just feel like it was too convoluted. The uh, character motivations were like not defined. Not, not, you know, I still don't know whether the dad hates zombies, yeah. likes zombies, 
how we so it was too pleasantville for you basically not yeah. to be more pleasantville and honestly there was just too much cartoon logic in the plot and it just didn't they, they relied too much on their comedic premise they just said hey this comedic mm. pre- this is great right it's entertaining we didn't we, we don't have the script finished again it's like disenchantment vibes uh so i can't give it more than two stars sorry fair <laughs> keith says it's fair yeah, that's fair that's an it's average, fair to say that that's an average of three stars almost it's like two and three quarters so that's not too bad uh, we've had worse films here yeah yeah lifeblood lifeblood yeah. okay yeah that's i've like been in i have worse. been in way worse films okay now, and, <laughs> and by the way for the folks at home i want you to know that we will review camp blood eight soon that is a film that's it's in yes. our um it's in, on our itinerary to do. And we're going to have Sally come back and talk about her experience in Camp Blood 8. And I, another hard experience. Go ahead, Sally. Uh, yeah, I do just want to say, like, recently, what are those fuckers called? Red Letter Media, is it? They were trashing Camp Blood 8, and they were showing clips that were, like, recorded on someone's phone off a screen. I mean, Camp Blood 8 is shot with black magic camera. Like it's it's got some okay production values. And I know you guys are gonna tear it apart and I respect that and I would expect you to, but I, I just wanna say, you know, don't trash it the way these fucking red letter media sitting around on their couches dudes do, you know? Yeah, you have to have a certain appreciation for campy movies. Oh, I love campy on this, movies. This podcast, me and Stefan are like, all right, camp movie, bring it to us. And the budget, yeah. the budget and the fact that I'm in these movies and I know they get these fuckers done in five days. Oh, yeah. You, you burn them and burn them. I've, I've seen Camp Blood 8. Okay, I, I've seen Camp Let 8, me and Ed, as soon as we knew it was on, you know, Tubi, we were like, we're going to watch it. Ed's going to text Sally the entire time, which Ed, he did, <laughs> he texted you the entire time. Have the but it was, it was the sort of campy that was so bad, but so, it was entertaining. It kept us, it kept Ed along the entire ride. We watched the movie from start to finish with no hiccups, no nothing. It was entertaining from start to Is finish. Is it still That's on Tubi? Campy Is it still- I think it was on Amazon. I believe so, yeah. It's on, it's on Amazon. Oh, okay. um, and another thing, uh, one of the last sightings, it was my last Ron Jeremy sighting. He was at the premiere of Camp Blood 8. So, you know, back when he was free, yeah. <laughs> wow. Um, the, the bridge troll. <laughs> yeah. It, it was good. I enjoyed Camp Blood 8 very much. Um, yeah, I will say, Sally, that uh, I am not on the campy side of cinema. I, I, I think Heather and I hold up the other side where we're like, mm-hmm. we get dark and weird. Um, but I do, I do this. Okay. It's the same rules as when you go out to eat or you, you someone makes you a meal. Like, I do um, take the budget into consideration. You know what I mean? When I, when I rate a movie. So I will be fair that way. Like if someone makes you dinner, you can't give it, you know what I mean? You don't go out and do a Yelp review. you like, just chill. You know, like if yeah, someone's yeah. charging you $500 for a meal, your ass is yeah. on there. Like it, it, there wasn't enough salt, you know, like that's fair. Um, you got to take that into consideration. Oh yeah. I, I love it all, man. Keith knows that I love it all. So yeah. Yeah. Those that- movies like Camp Blood 8, that was made for 
the dude who made it, the actual director, he probably had $2,500 to work with. Wow. Including babies, and that is including buying food, you Craft know. services, yeah, and, that's expensive. Yeah, and you don't pay your actors, and you have people fucking you over left and right, and you have about five days, and that is your budget to, you know, spend on locations, spend on craft services, spend on props, special effects. And if you're lucky, you get to keep like $700 for yourself for five days work. Yeah. Yeah. Made on an iPhone. Like we, we complain about movies that have like, you know, thousands of dollars worth of budget. And then keep that in mind of when we watch Camp Blood 8, they had $2,500 and then they made this. Yeah. Entertaining and it's fun. And Sally Mullins is Chef kiss. Not even 25,000, <laughs> 2,500 count them dollars. Um, <laughs> I'm going to watch it. I'm sure I'll like it. I'm sure like, it will. They didn't even, when they went to the bank, they didn't get all large bills. Like it didn't need to. <laughs> um, okay, guys. So let's review some of the picks that I have uh, for next week's movie to review. And we'll play oh, some yes. trailers really quick. Um, Trailer trash. Right. <laughs> Whiskey Tango on deck. Uh, let's see. <laughs> Share screen. Okay, can you guys see that? All right. So this one is yes, Swallow. Um, oh Jesus! Oh good lord! Spitters or quitters? Yeah. So are you? You're. I. You probably already saw it, uh, Stefan. But uh, <laughs> it's all good, dude. It's all good. It's all good. Is that audio sharing in the? Oh, yeah. I can hear it. I can I hear make it. You happy? Ooh. I'm happiest man. I don't know if I've seen this one, Keith. I'm oh, sure. I've seen this preview, yeah. I'm so lucky. Seen the preview then. It's twisted. It's a Keith movie. You're not mad at me. Mom, we're pregnant. About what? You when a guy doesn't appreciate me. Just make sure I'm not doing anything mm-hmm. wrong. You couldn't do anything wrong, even if you. I hate when it's a celebrity that. Wait a Was she in glass there? So what did you do for money? Before Ice cubes, but it's foreshadowing. Oh, okay. <laughs> lucky break. Nelly, who does that look like? The, the main actress. Is it the, the Bridget Jones? Uh, what's yeah, name? she looks like a wigger a little. Yeah, that's, that's maybe the. I, I was gonna say the she... chick from uh, Dawson's Creek. Yeah, yeah I was gonna say uh, Michelle Will or uh, Michelle Williams, correct? Michelle Williams, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's who it looks like. She looks a little like Ooh. Tokyo Cunt Punch, too. Yeah, yeah, she does. <gasps> your, Holy your, shit, she does. Doesn't she? And you're pregnant. Wow, that's fucked. So. The, <laughs> wow. How does it make you feel? I'm not really, so like, thrilled about the fact, you know, I don't, it's not really pushing me over the edge, just, but. Like the I still feel like there's some sinister. Oh, that oh, poor oh, fucking kid, you. dude. Holy yeah. fuck. Take control. Like, this is a, uh, a vibe movie. How's your baby? Your baby's fucked. Talk about edgy. I like it. She's holding a chef knife for I just wanted to make you happy. I'm shocked you picked this, Keith, to be honest. (laughs) I'm shocked you picked this. This is not you, dude. Unexpected today. No way. Oh, this no. is brutal. Fuck, dude. This is not you. Oh, you think because I don't like torture porn? No, I don't. Uh-huh. You, mean, you mean modern horror? 
Um, oh no, I like, I like it God. because it's twisted and it, it and it's uh you know it's it's got a visceral feel to it. It's not everything. If you can got- watch that, you can watch a Serbian film, sir. Yeah. Welcome oh. to the. Disney I like Bumble, that. I'd watch Disney that. Plus, I'd watch Hulu, that. Yeah. Yeah, that was a, that's a that's that's okay. That's, that's I, cool. I'd be into that. Yeah. I've seen the trailer. I don't think I've seen the movie. Seen. I've seen that the trailer. trailer and I've been yeah. like, I should watch that. This is cool. That's a good pick. I like it. Okay, my second oh, okay. is uh, the ritual. Um, Don't you think that when we meet up, it's actually oh yeah, the cult, the cult one, right? Time. You really want to go hiking, hiking for fun? Yeah. In fucking Sweden. Yeah. Oh no, yeah, I've seen this one. Yeah, this is a good one. I fucking love this movie. <laughs> Where the me, fuck man. is it? Huh? There's more. Stop fucking crying. The fucking move. Give me your wallet. <laughs> Yeah, this was a fucking awesome one, dude. Rob would have loved this place. Uh, it wasn't your fault, mate. You know what they have on walking trails in England? Pubs. We go southwest through here. We cut the journey in half. Or through the forest. I've got a handjob on one of those once at a festival. Thanks, Phil. Ah. What a beautiful story. <laughs> Go to hand job and produce. Manual labor, I call it. <laughs> what could do that? Bear? Do bears do that? I don't know, Dominic. I'm not a fucking bear expert. Still bleeding. But we should go. I should have gone to Vegas. Yes, yeah, she should have. <laughs> I woke up last night and oh. look at this. Nothing has done that to you. You've done it to yourself. Listen, mate, we wouldn't be here if it wasn't for you. No, we wouldn't be here if it wasn't for you. Fucking coward. There's something up there in those woods. Something fucking big. Oh, my God. (laughs) What is that? It's a warning. Oh, this is clearly the house we'll get murdered in. We need to get out of here. They're hunting us. Ah! What the hell do they want? We're gonna have to run. Oh my god! One, two, three. I like it. Deliverance meets Blair Witch. Yeah. I love it. Thank you. Yeah, you, you would like it. I think I think Sally and uh, Stina would like it. I don't think Keith was going to like that movie. <laughs> there are no girls in it. Let's watch it. <laughs> I don't know. They have I, accents. I, I like movies that do take the uh, premise seriously, like the supernatural premise seriously, and mm-hmm. are just maybe well you might. I I don't know. Yeah, um, I don't know. I know, I know I'm super picky, but that I, looks good. I no, I've seen it. Yeah, I like it a lot. I don't wanna I won't say I'm anything. Trying, I don't okay. anything so Sally it's good. it's good. Sally, you're not privy to this, but uh in our New Year's episode, I tried to have three picks. That's the last time I was able to pick. And I tried to have three picks that were New Year's themed. There's very few horror movies that are New Year's themed, so it Yeah. It was a Sophie's choice if she had triplets. <laughs> 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 okay, so this is the last one. Uh, this is called Antrim. <laughs> oh, I've heard of this. I've heard of this for sure. This one? I don't know. This one? This is Yeah, this is the one that uh, Heather's talked about a couple times. Yeah, I'm kind of into this one. This is 
You won't want to put all of our lives at risk. You just want to see if it's yeah. true. Oh, it's a found footage? <laughs> it's, it's sort of like a mockumentary found footage thing. I don't know, it's, it's weird the way it was described, but... This is the forest where the devil landed when he was cast out of heaven. And at that spot, we'll find the entrance to hell. The Antrim. The deeper we dig, the more the forest around us becomes darker. And with each layer that we pass. <laughs> Deeper in how we'll be. Good old Baphomet right there. Yeah. What did that you say, Stina? Uh, Good old Baphomet right there. <laughs> yeah. That had uh, vibes of what's the season of American Horror Story? Um, Roanoke. That had Roanoke vibes. Yeah. Right. My my boat is for, for sure. a swallow. You're a swallow guy. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm not. I'm not a quitter, man. <laughs> I'm not trying to make it sound like okay. The swallow gets one. Um, I was gonna say I'm more feeling ritual. Ritual. Ritual seemed uh, more up my alley, and that intrigued me a little more. Swallow seemed pretty sick, but well, just in case, I'm writing swallow down because I'm gonna watch that motherfucker. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I like them all. I really, really liked them all in different ways, and I might check them all out. I'm really glad I came on the show because it's going to, you know, get me watching stuff, which is the encourage. I need that encouragement, but I'm going to go with the sausage fest in the middle ritual. Oh, ritual. Okay. So that uh, actually does it. I don't need to break the tie. So that that's the choice for ritual. And same here. I feel like now I'm going to watch all three of them. And I'm actually kind of impressed with myself that I found a movie Stefan hasn't seen before. I don't know where the prize is. I, I expected like confetti to drop. Uh, this is you're the one <laughs> customer. Yeah. Um, but that's it, guys. You you heard it here first. Uh, next week, we're reviewing Ritual. Um, the Ritual. I'm sorry. And I think that's on Netflix, right? Yeah, it's on Netflix. It was a Netflix, Netflix film. Movie. It's a 2017 cool. film. Um, and fun flick. It's fun. It's yeah. good. Yeah, I can't wait to watch it, actually. And I might just watch the others just to, I don't know, to have something to talk you, about. You know what I'm I might... I'm not going to lie. Swallow intrigued me. Mm-hmm. You know what I might do for my next thing? I'll, I'll pick three British horror films. Okay. Ooh. Yeah, the okay. Because there's a Brits zombie know how to scare one. People. Yeah, they're twisted. Oh yeah, there's a well, and they get the comedy right inside the horror too. So <laughs> I scared a lot of people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Allie scared but, uh, a lot of dudes in her time. Um. Uh, both on grown the men. <laughs> grown men. Clarify. Both in the horror. <laughs> okay, guys. Well, that's our show. Uh, next week we're reviewing the ritual. Um, uh, we've had on our very special guest host sally mullins um of camp blood eight fame and look for the review of camp blood eight coming up soon and uh i'm keith graber 
We have uh, Stefan Bowman and Stina Ceballos, and we have been the sick folks, not fucks, but, you know, of cinema. All right, Sometimes. guys. Thanks a lot. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Yeah.